Hey, thank you for listening to Real Faith. Hello, man. Come on, give me some praise. Hallelujah. Las Vegas. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Amen. Spotify, I'm, I'm and whatever podcasts are streamed. You can also visit PraiseChapelLasVegas.com and follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas to stay connected with PCLV. Thank you again for listening. Here comes today's message. Monday. Well, I want to thank you guys. Oh my gosh, I can't tell you how awesome um, women come. Um, I, I want to give your pastors. You know, without your pastors, there's no church in Las Vegas. And so I, I, I want to thank them because when we went out to be an evangelist, some of you guys are new and some know. Um, when you go out to be an evangelist, everybody look at the evangelist like, oh my gosh, they this, they that and all kinds of stuff. But in evangelists, we travel and we preach different places. And so not knowing your pastor at first, we sent our invitation to tell them we're coming through. Would it be okay that we come minister for you guys? And they didn't know us. So they took a chance to allow us to come. Now, I'm going to say this because I was a pastor of a church. Not too often we let people just come to our church to preach to our people. And so I, I honored them for that because they gave us the opportunity. And, and not only that, not only the opportunity, but it opened other doors for other ministers. We go through Albuquerque and, and, and with Pastor George, you know, and so God opened the door up when we came through. So I honor you guys for allowing us. And I, and I told myself, it's like friends. You know, the kingdom of God is friends. We become friends, sisters and brothers. Most of the churches, I don't know why God did it for us this way, but most of the churches are Hispanic churches. I'm like, I'm maybe one or two blacks there. I'm like, where are they at? I mean, I, I might, I'm like, I'm like, God, or, or where the Crayola box? Or I mean, what this deal? And so when I go to California, I'm like, Pastor Omar, is anybody there? And I see them come from the back somewhere at the front, and they go, I say, okay, there y'all go, there you go. You know? But we're sisters and brothers in the Lord, preaching the same gospel, singing the same song. And so I thank you. Your pastor, she's she's Mexican. I know you know that, right? But she has the characteristic of the black girl. You know that. You see that? See that? See, they already said yes. Yes, yes. We know, we know, we know. She likes, for some reason, your pastor loves to rub my head. Could you guys, I, it's like, you know, I feel like when she does that, like my little mijo. Like, you, you know, it's so funny what she does. Just, I just get a kick. I, I love it. I love it. She only does that and my pastor. Only two people rub my head. I think it's his little red haircut anyway. <laughs> but thank God for you guys. I had a good time with you guys. I had a good time. And so we're looking forward to come back again with you guys and, and just be a relationship. I want to bring my kids on a tour. We're going to do some kind of tour coming up soon. And I want to bring my kids with me so you guys can meet them. Now, I'm praying for Jose Jr., a wife. So if you're a single Holy Ghost wife, um, I want you to stay safe. So when I come through with him, I mean, he's hot and he's a tamale. 
He's one good looking Puerto Rican. He's tall, not short like his dad. He's not short. He's tall and handsome. He is the most handsome thing that ever walked. So if you single, just hold out till I come back through with him. And then we would take y'all on a match date. Okay. God bless you. So if he's tall and handsome, what does that make me? I mean, like, wow. Hey, man, you may be seated. I know. Yeah, you may be sitting like, man, are we going to sit down? <laughs> That's my wife, though, boy. She'll have you stand. She, if I got to stand, you got to stand. Hey, man, I'm a little nicer. I'm going to have you sit down. You can, you know. Amen. Glory to God. But it is good to be in the house of God this morning. We do honor your, your pastors, man. We do honor them. I mean, the Bible says show honor what honors do. Um, amen. And uh, you can really tell when a shepherd really loves his sheep. Amen. And you can really sense the love that your pastor has towards you guys. And I know you guys love your pastors. I know you do. Amen. But they love you guys sincerely. You can tell when a pastor's praying for his flock. Amen. For them to grow in the things that God has for them. So I want you to give it up for your pastors. Come on. Show them that you love them. Amen. Show them you love them. Glory to God. Um, a couple of things real quick, and then we're going to get right into this. I, yeah, like I told you yesterday, I'm not long-winded. Um, I'll get you out of here before all the Baptists get to the uh, buffets. Because after that, you ain't getting out. Hey, man, you ain't getting no buffet. All the food's going to be gone. Um, but um, I, was, I, was, I, I just wanted to drop this on you real quick. Um, I was able to go to the stadium, the new Raider Stadium. I mean, it's about to, yeah, I know, you guys are, yeah. And I, I, I dug a Kansas City Chiefs jersey in the ground to hope that you guys can have a winning season maybe one year and then in the next 50. But I thought I'd throw that out there to you, amen. We're from Kansas City. I brought like two or three different jerseys, and I put them in three different corners, amen, to see if that'll help you because I don't know what else will. Amen, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I mean, I, need all, I, I can already tell who all the Raider fans are. See, look at him. I, I knew it. I can already tell who all the Raider guys are because you're looking at me like, I mean, like, wait till you get outside. Wait till you get outside. Yeah. Uh-huh. But the Bible says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. Amen. I'm a Marine. Amen. Come on now. So uh, uh, I ain't scared. Amen. Blessings. No, I, I, I told him I was going to bring a jersey and wear it and stuff, and I'm not that brave. Amen. <laughs> um, anyway, glory to God. We're gonna get, I, I'm starting to really enjoy um, preaching here in Las Vegas. Uh, uh, hey, hey, I, I, I can't wait to come back um, because a sister brought me some pasteles with some arroz con gandule. We're going to share it. I got you, bro. I, got, I knew you were here, so I was like, man, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. I mean, I knew he was here. I said, yeah, we're going to share this. I mean, I got some arroz con gandules and then some pasteles. If you guys know, that's Puerto Rican food. I mean, I was like, man, I haven't had a pastel in I don't know how long. Uh, and I, ooh, I can't. I'm going to preach real quick so we can get back there and go take care of this. Amen. All right. Glory to God. We're going to get right into this on this morning. Don't forget, I am Puerto Rican. I mean, so I speak very fast. And I, 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 I this time I had a double shot of espresso. Café con leche. So we're going to get lost. Amen. We're, uh, we're going to get lost in here. 
Amen. Glory to God. But it is so good to be with people. I, 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 I love that you can still have fun in church. Amen. You don't get thrown out. You know, man, you know, you too. You know, you get, no, I, I'm so happy. Amen. That we can have fun in church. Amen. So I'm um, going to get right into the book of Psalms, chapter number 37, verse number 23. The book of Psalms, chapter 27, verse number 23 says this. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And he delights in his ways. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Amen. For everything, there is a process. Listen, and for every process, there are steps. You cannot get ahead, or you cannot skip a step. In other words, you cannot touch the process. There is a process that we have to go through. Amen. And we're talking about victory this year. This is the year of victory. Amen. There's a process, amen, that you're going to go through. There's a process, amen, that you're going to have to get through, amen, in order to get to what God has called you and God is bringing forth, amen, in your life. So let's pray. Father God, I need an, uh, an unction from on high, God, to be able to minister your word with boldness, with clarity of speech. I pray that you anoint my lips for your word is already anointed. Open the ear and the hearts of your people. God, let us not leave the way we came. But let us leave change and transform by your word, your power, and by your spirit. Let me minister this message as you have placed it in my heart. God, I just pray, have your way on this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. The book of Jeremiah tells us a very interesting story. Jeremiah chapter number 18, verse number 1 through 6. Say, the word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause you to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house, and there he was, making something at the wheel. And, and the vessel that he made of clay was marred. That word marred is imperfect. This is the, so the vessel that, uh, in the vessel that he made of clay was imperfect in the hand of the potter. So he made it again into another vessel as it seemed good to the potter to make. I, I love this portion of scripture. I, I studied out, amen, on, on pottery. I studied out on, on how the potter, amen, begins to form this and he sets a piece of clay, amen, up on a wheel and he begins to spin the wheel. You know that the very first thing that the potter does, and he begins to pull out some little sand pebbles or some dirt or some things, amen, off that that is going to make that piece of clay imperfect. It's just like us, amen, when we first get saved and, and God is bringing us, amen, God begins to pull out some imperfections in our life. God begins to pull out, amen, some dirt, amen, God begins to pull out uh, some things that are going to hinder the process, uh, amen, if God doesn't deal with that first, uh, amen, it's going to be a marred or an imperfect vessel, amen, and just like us, amen, begins to pull out something. It don't feel good, amen, to be purged. It don't feel good to be pulled out. Listen, it don't feel good, amen, to those things be moved out of your life, amen, but the good thing about this is that you're in God's perfect will, you're in God's perfect hand, as long as you don't jump off of the process, as long as you don't jump off of the potter's wheel, the very next thing that he does, he begins to pour water, amen, onto that clay to form it, to begin to form it, water in the Bible represents the Holy Spirit, amen, and God begins to pour his Holy Spirit upon us to form us and to make us, a lot of the times, amen, the little, or the potter begins to move it, and he begins to get a 
little bit fast, uh, and, 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 and the clay begins to form some infirmity or, or some imperfections. Uh, uh, and, man, and just like us, sometimes we try to get ahead of the process. Um, so, uh, 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 sometimes we try to get ahead of God. Uh, and, man, we want to help God fix us. Uh, and, man, well, if you couldn't fix yourself, uh, what makes you think you're going to have help God uh, fix your problem and fix your situation? Uh, and, man, we try to get ahead of the process. Uh, we try to get ahead of where we're at. Uh, and the potter, what he does, he begins to crush it down. He says, let's start all over. It don't feel good to start all over, amen. But I know this, that as long as I'm in God's perfect will, amen, if I got to start over four or five times, I know that the outcome is going to be a lot better than if I was to continue going in the route that I was. And he begins to break it down, and he starts, amen, and he forms it all over. A lot of times, amen, God says, I want to make you a kettle, amen, but you want to be a teapot, amen, and God saying, I didn't call you to be a teapot, I called you to be a kettle, amen, come on, you want to be the my kettle, here's my, you know, you know the song, amen, and you want to be that, huh? and God is saying, I didn't make you that, huh? amen, I want to make you this, and it begins to crush you back down, and it's got to start all over, amen, the process got to begin, once again, we're pulling out those things, God has got to pull out some things out of our life, because we think we got it together, I'm speaking about a process, I think we got it together, I mean, at the end, it looks good. The pottery is nice, amen. They made the kettle, and it looks real good. But, you know, you still can't use that. Still can't be used because it's got to go through the fire. And we don't like fire. We don't like, amen, to go through trials. We don't like to go through situations. Amen, we don't like to go through hurts and through headaches. Amen, and through some bad times. We don't like it. Amen, that stuff. And we're saying, God, get me out of this fire. Amen, God, get me out of this situation. Amen, God, get me out of this position. You know, I've determined a long time ago, I'm going to stop asking God, why am I in this? I'm going to stop asking God, God, why do I have to go through that? I began years ago to start asking God, God, what are you teaching me? Amen. In the midst of this pain, what are you teaching me in the midst of this hurt? What are you teaching me? Amen. What I'm going through right now, teach me, God, what I need to learn so that way I don't have to go back to the beginning and start all over. Come on, you remember in high school, amen, come on, you took the test three, four, five times, amen, and you kept failing, you wonder, man, why am I, and the teacher gave you another chance, but until you passed that test, you couldn't move on to the... Uh-huh, yeah, a lot of times we flunk, uh, amen, in life, uh, amen, and God is saying, just do it again, uh, amen, but the good thing about it is that the Holy Ghost uh, is there with you, he'll never leave you, nor forsake you, amen, he'll walk it out with you, uh, amen, as long as you stay on the potter's wheel, and the potter puts that into a fire. And it's got to go in there and it's got to burn. It's got to harden. Huh? And when he pulls it out, you know how the potter knows that it's done? He'll thump it. Uh, he'll thump it. And when he, when he thumps it, if it makes a whistling sound, then he knows it's ready to come out. But if it doesn't make a whistling sound, he puts it back in. 
A lot of us, amen, when we're going through the fire, we're saying, God, pull me out. And God pulls us out. And man, instead of us giving God praise, amen, because he brought us out. Instead of giving God praise, God, I thank you that I didn't die in my mess. I thank you that I didn't die in my sin. I thank you that you brought me out. I thank you that you didn't leave me. I thank you that you never forgotten about me. Amen. But a lot of us begin to say, God, why did I have to go through that? Why are they blessing, not me? Why they got a husband and not me? Why they got a wife and not me? I mean, why are they going to? Why I'm always broke? Why I'm always? We begin to God say, go back in the fire because you ain't ready to come out. You ain't ready. He's got to pull it out. And in the process of it coming out, amen, God saying, give me praise in the midst of everything. I know I'm in the lion's den, but I thank God that he closed the mouth of the lions. I know I'm in the fiery furnace. I know I'm going through some things. I know I'm hurting, right, but I thank God that he's never left me. My family may not have it all together, but I thank God that he didn't leave me. I may not have a lot of money in my account, but I thank God that he's my provider. My body may be messed up right now, but I thank God that by his stripes I am healed. My family may not be saved, but I thank God that he said if one is saved in the house, the entire house shall be saved. I thank God that he didn't give up on me. Sometimes we got to go through the process uh, and we want to skip steps uh, and we want to get from point A to, to point Z without going through B, C, D, E, F, and G. Uh, and then an elemental P. Uh, and then we got to go through all of those uh, thinking that we're going to get to the end. Uh, well, baby, you got to walk it out. Uh, you got to hold on. Uh, you got to keep striving. Uh, and then this is not a sprint. It's a marathon. Uh, it might take you a little longer than somebody else. Uh, but as long as you don't give up as long as you don't give in don't throw in the towel hold out help is on the way we got to go through the process listen even Jesus had steps to take they tried to crown him too soon and he disappeared because they were trying to make him skip the steps but he said, no, you can't crown me before you cross me. It is my cross that makes my crown. It is my agony that makes my ecstasy. It is my sickness that makes my healing. It is my poverty that illuminates my prosperity that makes me appreciate where I am right now. You don't notice good health until you're sick. You will never thank God for feeling good until you feel bad. You will never thank God for your head, your back, your kidneys, and then your liver until you have been challenged. After a while, you start thanking God for crazy stuff. You thank God, man, thank God that I can see. Thank God that I can hear. Thank God that I can walk. The truth of the matter is this. There are folks in here, listen to me. There are folks in here that are thankful for stuff that they can't even testify about because people won't understand their testimony. Small stuff, small stuff. Like, Lord, I thank you that I got my hair and nails done. 
You don't know their testimony. You don't know where they were at at the beginning of the month when everything was coming against them. They didn't have no money to get over. But all of a sudden, there was a blessing from God. And now they were able to get their hair did, get their nails did, get a little... See, we forget to thank God. We begin to thank God over the big things. God, thank you for healing. God, but how about, I mean, I thank God that I was able to buy my kids school supplies this year. I thank God that I was able to put them on the bus. I thank God that I was able to feed them on today. See, we don't think about all that because until we need to be at that place, we won't thank God for the small stuff. It's a process. No, that isn't a big testimony. But when you bend the hell and back, you will thank God for little stuff. Till you've been there. And then you thank God. Glory to God for the small things. See, Satan hates step praise. It's the praise when you stop halfway up the step. God is bringing you from glory to glory. And you got over one victory. Amen. And there's another one in front of you. But you know, amen, that God is going to bring you out. Uh, because he helped you last month. Uh, and he took care of you last week. Uh, and he provided for you two months ago. Uh, and in the midst of you getting ready to go uh, to the next step, uh, you stop halfway up. Uh, and you begin to say, I do not count myself to have apprehended. Uh, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Give your neighbor a high five and tell him, I press. I press. I press over depression. I press over rejection. I press over fear. I press over loneliness. Devil, you thought you had me, but every time I press. I press, I press, I press. I mean, I look forward uh, to what God is getting ready to do. I know. I mean, come on, I don't want you to think too long. Uh, some of y'all have been in some bad places, but just think back uh, where you used to be. Uh, think back where you used to walk. Uh, think back what you used to do. Uh, and because God's grace, uh, because God's mercy, uh, I mean, brought you out uh, and he's kept you. Uh, and you're able to say, I pressed uh, my way into this next season. I moved obstacles out of my way. Uh, devil, you you can't stop me from accomplishing what God has for me. Devil, you can't stop the blessing that is on my life. Why? Because I'm walking the process. I am walking it out. Come hell or high water. I'm going to walk out what God has for me because I'm pressing my way. Pressing, I'm pressing, I'm pressing. Philippians 3, 12 and 14 or 12 through 14. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press 
toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I impressed. And listen, there's a process that we're going through. Don't touch the process. Listen, don't touch the process. Walk it out with God. Walk it out. Amen. He's never left you. Come on. He won't guide you astray. Amen. He won't give you wrong instructions. He won't guide you down wrong paths. Amen. It may not look good. Listen, listen. We think that we're going from point A to point B. Amen. But come on. There's not just one step in your process. Amen. You're not just going to make it. Amen. By just doing one thing. Amen. God is going to take you someplace because you got to be tested. You've got to be tried. Amen. Come on. Come on. Nobody invents something. Amen. And don't try it before they put it on the market. They've got to try it. Amen. Come on. You know you wanted to be a teapot. And God said, no, I'm making you a kettle. Why, why, why? Because one day God is going to pull you out and he's going to put you at the dinner table with kings. Amen. They're going to use that kettle for your glory or for his glory. And you just wanted to be a little teapot used at the, at, at, at the peasant's table. But God says, no. Amen. I want to put you in a place of authority. I want to put you in a place of influence. I want to put you in a place. Amen. Where I can shine my glory all over you wondering why did I have to go through all of that? Why did I have to go through all this pain? Why did I have to go through all this turmoil? Oh God, why does it hurt so bad? I'm letting you know just like I told you last night what you're going through right now. Amen. Does not compare to the blessings, to the glory that is going to be revealed in you if you walk it out. If you stand on God's unchanging word and you hold on to his uncompromising hand you say, I'm stepping. I'm stepping. I'm, I'm pressing my way into my tomorrow. Some of y'all today, you're going through some stuff and you're wondering, God, why am I going through this? It's a process. Listen, walk it out. It's a process. Walk it out. Don't touch the process. Don't try to get out of the wheel. Don't try to get out. Uh, and don't try to help God. Amen. The only way you can help God is get on your face. Uh, amen. And cry out to him. God, what can I learn? What am I supposed to learn? What am I doing wrong? Amen. What am I doing right? Amen. What am I doing, God? And God is going to answer you. He's going to show you the way. Amen. He's going to tell you instructions. Amen. The problem is that we don't like. Come on. Ah. Uh. We don't even like reading directions to cook something. Here's the recipe. I don't need a recipe. It's just a little pinch of this, a little pinch of that. I mean, a little handful here, elbow here. I mean, and you come something and you're like, oh, what the heck is it? What? It don't taste like the other one. Well, you didn't follow the directions. I mean, and you're expecting for it to taste like it was. I mean, come on, man. Come on, man. You know, you buy the entertainment center and you throw away the directions. I know how to do this. And then there's a bunch of screws left. You like, man, I know. I, I don't know. And, and you put it up and the TV sits in and it just falls. Because you thought you, we don't like to follow instructions. I mean, and God gave us some instructions. It's called the Bible. Basic instructions before leaving the earth. I mean, and he's going to tell you, man, which way to go. What to do, what you can't do, what you can't do. I mean, everybody's like, man, you can't do nothing as a Christian. Really? 
Fucking like, man, come on, man. You can't do nothing. And, man, and, and you know, I was trying to throw up, look, just like uh, 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 Adam and Eve in the garden. You know, God, uh, the devil told, say, told Eve that, you know, she can't have this. And, but did you notice that she could have everything else in the garden? She could have of everything in the garden except one thing. And the devil makes us focus on that one thing that we can't have uh, instead of focusing on everything else uh, that God has already given you. Uh, and we're wondering why I can't get that. Uh, why do you need that? Maybe God is protecting you from something and you're sitting there wondering why I can't have it. Why don't you move on with everything else that God has for you? He's giving you life. He's giving you breath. He's giving you a mouth. You're able to get up in the morning. Come on, you're able to walk. You're able to hear. Didn't no alarm clock wake you up this morning? It was God that told your brain to tell your ear to hear the sound of the alarm clock that told your hand to hit snooze three or four times. If it was your alarm clock that woke you up, go to the nearest cemetery and put an alarm clock there. See how many dead folk are going to get up. But it was the ability that God has given you to hear. It was the ability that God has given you to touch. Uh, and then while you're walking today, we take that for granted at times. Uh, and man, we don't want to do what God has called us to do. We expect uh, too much from God. God gave his son to die on the cross uh, for your sins, naked and unashamed. He don't owe you nothing. If God never blesses you another day, if he never heals your body, he's done enough. He gave you life eternal. And we take that for granted and we want to tamper with that. Amen. We want to straddle the fence. We want to say, how much can I get away with and still make heaven my home? We want to walk along. And stay as close as we can to, to the lines of hell and say, okay, I can, I'm good now. I'm, I'm good right here. I'm good right here. When the Bible says flee, it is quiet in this Methodist church. You start talking about sin, people are like, whoops. Whoa, preacher, you was doing good till you started talking about sin. You, I mean, yeah, yeah. We was off our seat. Ah, you start talking about sin. Whoa, preacher. Because what we, because what we got delivered from, society now has made it okay. And us as a church body, and they begin to compromise because society has said it's okay. And then now the church body saying, well, it's not that bad now. But, it's not what does the Bible say though? Huh? I mean, what does the Bible say about that that you think that is not that bad now? Let me give you an example real quick. I'm a, we're gonna pray for you. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. I got another hour and a half, and I'm almost done. I made a cake. I made a cake. Watch this. I made a cake. 
and I put just a little bit of cat poop in it. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Stirring it. I make it. Frost it up real good. And man, and I tell you, come on, look, here's the cake. I just got a little bit of cat poop in it. Just a little bit. Not a lot. Just a little bit. And that's how the church is now. It's just a little sin. It's just a little compromise. It's just a little bit. It's not going to affect us that much. I've never tasted a cake with poop in it. I don't want to. Just to throw that out there. I don't want to. But just think about that. And that's how the church has become now. We've allowed society, we've allowed the world, uh, amen, to get in, uh, amen, and change what used to be unaccepted now has become okay. The church, listen, we're gonna get, we're gonna give an account unto God. Which compromising are you doing? It's funny, the things that we got delivered, like me, I've, I've been saved, amen, since 1997. Amen. Listen, 1997, um, I, I backslid. My father and my mother pastored a church when I was a little kid, a Spanish church in Kent City. Amen. And my father passed away when I was 17 years, 16 years old. And I got very angry at God. I didn't want nothing to do with God. I said, I'm, I'm, not, I'm done with this. I backslid hard. Drugs, women, all kind of stuff, man. And I rededicated my life in 1997. But what I got delivered from in 1997, I went to a church. It wasn't even a church service. It was a prayer meeting. And the pastor wanted to talk to my wife and I. And he began to read me like a book. I began to cry. And I rededicated my life to the Lord. Since that day, I have never done no drug. I have not, no alcohol. And then cheated on my wife. None of that stuff. Watch this. I, I say that to say this. The things that I got delivered from back then, society has made it like it's okay now. But the Bible says that God does not change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So why do we think as a church body that we can allow this thing? I mean, the problem is that the church has become quiet. The church has become silent. Amen. And it's time, amen, uh, for the church of God, amen, to rise and take its rightful state and its rightful place, uh, amen, in society and say, no longer are we going to allow this to infiltrate our church. No longer are we going to allow this to infiltrate our families, uh, amen, to be a voice once again. It's a process and it's steps. But we've tried to change the steps. We've tried to touch the process and try to make it easier, try to make it more comfortable. Nowhere in the Bible do I read where it's comfortable, amen, to serve God. Nowhere in the Bible do I read where it's easy to serve God. Amen, every one of the apostles were murdered, amen, for the gospel. All of them except John the Baptist, or I'm sorry, except John the Revelator, and he was boiled alive, amen, in oil and still survived and was put out in the island of Patmos, amen, to, to, to die, amen. But, but even, amen, every apostle died for this gospel, man, that we're preaching today and we think that it should be easy. We think that, man, we get saved. Now we're walking on roses, amen. Come on. No problem.
problem is going to come. No trials is going to come. I said it yesterday, man. The, the, the hardest times in my life, the most trouble or the hardest trials in my life have been since I've been saved. But I thank God that he's never left me. I thank God, amen, that he didn't give up on me. I thank God even when I turned, amen, and I felt like not serving him no more. When I felt, and, and, and I looked at him, and is this really worth it? Will my body ever be healed? Amen, will my mind ever be transformed? Will anything good ever happen in my life? I thank God that even at this moment uh, like that, he did not give up on me. He did not change his mind about who I am. He didn't stop loving me. He didn't stop working on me. Amen, I thank God, amen, that he didn't quit. Quit. We're so fast throwing the towel, so fast to give up on God. Well, he didn't say he, he didn't heal my body. I got I I I, 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 I can't pay my tithe no more because uh, it didn't work the first time I tithe. I can't give no more. I can't afford to give. He didn't give me the breakthrough that I was waiting on. We're so quick to give up. We want to give from. A to Z, skipping everything else in the middle and just get there. It don't work like that. Listen, it don't work like that. I'm not telling you, listen, that it's impossible. I'm not telling you that it's not going to be hard. What I'm telling you is this, that you got the Holy Ghost. You got Jesus that died on the cross for your sin. And you got God the Father, amen, who loves you enough, that loves you more than you ever know, that won't leave you, that won't settle, amen, for the enemy to come in and make a mockery of you. I'm going to close with this. Is that one closing or two closing? Is that second? That's the second one? I still got four, three more, so we're good. We're good? We're good? Three more. Three more. All right. Here we go. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. For every Adam, there's a serpent. For every David, there's a Goliath. There is still one spirit that still has the most power in this universe. And that's the Holy Spirit. Doesn't matter what's coming against you. Doesn't matter what situation is in front of you. Doesn't matter what you're going through. Doesn't matter the mind battles. Doesn't matter none of that. The Holy Ghost, amen, has more power, amen, that works inside of you that you can speak to your situation, that you can speak to your mountain, that you can speak to sickness, that you can speak to debt. The same Jesus. That said, let there be and there was. Because Jesus was at creation, just in case you didn't know that. <laughs> the same spirit that said, let there be and there was. The same spirit that said, Lazarus, come forth. 
The same spirit that raised Jesus from the grave is the same spirit that lives inside of you. And is the same spirit that you can use to speak to your mountain, to speak to your situation, to speak to the fear that is in your mind, to speak to the doubt that is upon you, is inside of you. And you don't understand the power and the authority that God has given you. And then he said in the book of Luke, I saw Satan fall like lightning. And I've given you power and dominion to tread upon scorpions and serpents. And he's given you power over all the power of the enemy. That means that you can stand and proclaim and declare. The thing is, we're too comfortable. We're too comfortable. We're American Christians. We don't have to believe in healings because we can go to the doctor and they can prescribe us a pill that is going to take the pain away. I don't have to believe for a financial breakthrough because I can go to the government. I'm going there. I'm going there. I'm going there. We can go to the government and the government is going to give us some assistance. Listen, I ain't, I ain't doubting that. I mean, there's some people that really need it. And that's all right. That's what our government is there for. That's, that's fine. But when we depend on that more than what the word of God says, uh, that my daddy owned cattle on thousands of hills. Uh, I mean, that if whatever I ask him, man, I'm going to receive. Uh, go to a third world country, see if they got Medicaid or if they have health insurance, uh, all they have is a prayer. Uh, all they have is a belief. Uh, if God don't heal me, uh, I mean, I understand that he's, and we're wondering why miracle signs and wonders ain't operating in our country like they are in third world countries. Uh, I mean, why our healings ain't taking place? Uh, why we're not raising those from the dead? Uh, we're wondering why, because we put our faith uh, on something else uh, instead of our faith uh, in the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm closing. I'm done. It's a process. We have to continue walking it out. We have to, I'm closing my iPad, which means absolutely nothing. You know what it means when a preacher looks at his watch? Nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing. My uh, my stomach just growled. I looked at you, my stomach growled. Bro. I'm like, I'm ready for the pasteles, bro. <laughs> get thee behind me, say, get thee behind me. <laughs> Glory. We have to walk it out. Shaka tarabakos all the bush. We have to walk it out. Listen, listen. We have to walk it out, folks. We have to walk it out. God has been too good for us and to us. God has been too good. Listen, you're in this place. I'm going to pray. You're in this place. You've never given your life to the Lord. You're not saved. You're not living for Jesus. Maybe you're in this place, but you want to make a fresh commitment to the Lord. I said the story last night. I'm not going to say it again. 
happening, but the Bible says that today is a day of salvation. You're not promised tomorrow. Your life is but a vapor. It's here one second, and it's gone the next.